I want to pray before we get started. There has been such a spirit of distraction here today. Everything from the microphones and, and even the video equipment was not working in the beginning before church started. So many distractions. But I believe God has a word for you today. So I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to jump right in. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I step back, and I ask you, Holy Spirit of God, to please step in and speak through me. Every word you would have me say, not one word more or one word less. Give me clarity of mind, speech, and thought. In the name of Jesus, I pray, and may your word not fall on deaf ears. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, I want to talk to you about trusting God. Have you ever had a situation where you wondered, God, where are you? Anybody besides me? Well, a few of you are being honest. (laughs) The rest of you don't want to raise your hand or you just tired. I don't know, but that's okay. Yes, we've all been there where we wonder, God, where are you? Most of you probably know, and I'm not going to go into major detail, I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis, that I lost both of my parents to COVID five days apart. Six months later, my niece and my sister-in-law were tragically killed in a car accident, and we also have walked through a horrific time with our precious daughter and granddaughters. I say all that to say that walking through those things, I'm just going to be honest with you, really shook my faith. Not my faith in God, my faith in who he's called me to be. My faith to be able to go by myself on a missions trip. My faith for God to be able to speak to me and through me. You may be surprised at that because it's not something I'd go around and say, well, my faith is shook. I just, I don't know if I can do this. I didn't do that, but on the inside. And can I tell you, the enemy fought me tooth and nail to try to keep me from going on this trip. Many of you know about three months ago, I ended up with the hosp- in the hospital because they did not know if I'd had a heart attack or what. Tachycardia, I passed out. In November, the end of November, I had COVID. I also had to have uh, chemotherapy treatment on my upper lip. All of these things, the enemy was trying to distract me, trying to keep me from going on this trip, trying to make me feel like you can't do it. What if? And those were very real thoughts in my mind. What if I get to Thailand where I'm going to be staying in a three-story building by myself every night? What if I have tachycardia again and I pass out and I hit my head again and I just lay there and bleed to death? What if I said that to my husband the week before I was leaving? I said, I don't even want to go, baby. What if that happens? But the minute I said, what if that happens? The Lord quickened my spirit. And I said, that's not going to happen. God has called me. And when he called you to go, he will go with you. He goes before you. He will hem you in. And I declared that in the name of Jesus. And he did go with me. He did go before me. He did protect me. I had so many people telling me, oh, pastor, you're so brave to go to Japan and Thailand by yourself. And I thought, oh, it's not bravery. It's called obedience. 
I did not feel brave at all. If y'all would have known how shaky I was about going, you would have probably been really surprised. But God is so good and he is so faithful. I'm so grateful for my precious praying husband. He told me after I was already, I don't remember if it was one night in Japan. I went to Japan first or if it was in Thailand, but he said, baby, I want you to know that I am praying that God will bring your confidence back for traveling overseas for missions trips, that he'll bring your confidence back in ministry. And can I tell you, God answered his prayer. God answered his prayer. And even when I was there, one of the times right before I was going to be speaking to a ladies group, we were getting everything out of the back of, of uh, the SUV. And I went to look to see if everything was out and everything was out. And someone pulled really hard down on the trunk to close the trunk. And you guessed it. The corner of it hit me right here on the top of my head. Immediately, I began to feel the migraine coming on. And the person said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I said, it's okay. It's a distraction. Is my head bleeding? And I tucked my head down. She said, no, it's not bleeding. I said, okay, we're going to pray and I'm going to take ibuprofen and we're going forward in the name of Jesus. God is faithful. And I'm sharing these things because it might interest you, but I also want you to know, no matter what you are walking through, he will be there for you. You can claim his promises if you will just trust him. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. That's something I have preached for years. Trust in the Lord. But as I've already told you, my faith was shaken again, not in God, but in who he's called me to be. But I most relate to Peter in the Bible. Peter was a water-walking kind of faith person. And that's who I've always been as a woman of God. When God says, go, I'm ready to get out of the boat. I'm walking on water. But just like Peter, I am going to look to the left at the wind and the waves. I'm going to look to the right at the wind and the waves and be like, oh, Jesus. And that's what you need to do too. Because the moment we call on Jesus... He reaches forth and he pulls us up and says, baby girl, my son, I've got you. I've got you. Keep your focus on Jesus. Trust him. I don't know who's watching right now online, but God is speaking to your heart. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to know he is there for you. He loves you. He is not mad at you. He's got your back. If you will just be fully surrendered to him and trust him. God used this trip to Japan and Thailand in so many ways. And I'm so grateful that he trusted me. I didn't want to go by myself, but God made it very clear to me. He wanted me to go by myself. I didn't like it. I didn't understand it, but I said, okay, God, sometimes God will call you to do something you don't like. 
You may be afraid of. You may not understand it. But my friend, let me challenge you today to be woman of God enough, man of God enough, child of God enough to be willing to step out of the boat in faith and say, okay, God, whatever you've called me to, I'm going to do it because I know you are with me. You are for me. At the ladies' brunch in Japan, such an amazing time with those beautiful women at the international church there. It was just so precious to spend time. You know what? Let me just say, when you are with God's people, it doesn't matter if you just met them or if you've known them forever. There is just a heart connection. And I felt so at home with those precious women of God. We had an amazing breakfast that Pastor Dan cooked for us. And after we ate, I had the privilege of speaking to the women. And then we had prayer time. And Pastor Paula walked with me. And as I laid hands gently, touching each woman and praying over them, God amazingly touched every woman in that place. The power of God came down on some of those women. And they're like, I don't even know what happened. And Pastor Paula said, God has just touched you in a special way. But can I tell you about a supernatural thing that I just love when God shows up supernaturally? After the prayer time was over, which lasted over an hour, when people are hungry for God, they're not doing this number. They were so hungry for God. And they were ready to pray. They were ready to seek his face. But when that was all said and done... Norma, if you can put the picture up of Norma, the lady in the red sweater, is that up? And Christiana. Norma felt led to go over and share her testimony with Christiana. I don't fully understand what all her testimony was other than I know that she died and God brought her back to life. And she was sharing that testimony with Christiana. And then all of a sudden, Christiana said, wait, wait, you speak Portuguese? And Norma said, no, I don't speak Portuguese. I'm just telling you my testimony, what God's done for me. And she said, but you just started speaking clear Portuguese to me. And they said, what happened? And Norma looked fearful and had tears in her eyes. She says, I was just giving my testimony. I don't understand. And I said, sweetheart, the Holy Spirit of God spoke through you to encourage this woman of God. So I said to Christiana, you know, I did. I said, well, what did she say? And she said, she told me, God wants you to go home today and read Matthew chapter 24, which by the way, Matthew chapter 24, I believe is about the end times. I don't know why Christiana needed to hear that, but God does. What an amazing thing when somebody needs to hear from God and God just supernaturally steps in. He is so good. That following Sunday morning, I had the privilege of ministering to the international church. But can I tell you, Pastor Dan and Pastor Paula said, we have prayer 30 minutes before the service. You don't have to come, but you're welcome to come. And yes, I did. I walked in the door and there was already 17 other people walking around the sanctuary, praising God, seeking God for the service and for God to move. Talk about hungry people. 
It touched my heart so much to see people of all ages there seeking God and saying, God, have your way. Move in Japan. Move in our church. Do whatever you want to do. It was so beautiful and so precious. Touch my heart so much. God, may we in America have such a hunger to know you. When we have prayer meetings that we would come, we would push past our busy schedules and come to your house to seek your face. That morning as I began to speak, I felt such, like today, such a spirit of distraction. And I kept plugging along and I saw these two young women in their 20s. They were looking at each other and they would look at me and they would give me that eye like, we really don't like what you're saying. In fact, we don't even like you. That is the feeling I got. And I was like, okay, Lord, you got to handle them because I cannot let this distract me. And finally, I said, we're going to pray again. There is a spirit of distraction over this place. And we are going to believe God to break it in the name of Jesus. We prayed and God came through. Can I tell you at altar time, which lasted for about an hour and a half, I believe. People were hungry. Those two young women or two of the young women that came to me. And the one girl, she was crying. She said, I was so angry when I came in here. I said, I know, baby girl, I saw it. But it's okay. She's a backslidden pastor's kid. And she resurrendered her life to Jesus Christ that Sunday. Some of you, some of us have backslidden kids, kids that used to love Jesus and serve Jesus, and now they're going their own way. Don't give up, moms and dads and grandparents. Pray for them. Believe for them. Don't preach to them. They know the word. It's deep down inside them. Love them and pray for them. God will restore them. Some of you were those prodigals that God brought back because of your praying mama or your praying dad or your praying grandma. Don't give up. There were times during the trip that the enemy would try to throw anxiousness on me. My first night in Thailand, missionary Tammy took me to the the English, Happy English Center, where she teaches English to Thai children. And she said, we have a room for you on the third floor. You're going to be fine, but if you get scared, call me and I'll come sleep here with you. And I said, no, girl, I'm going to be fine. I said that in faith. Y'all don't know. I don't like staying by myself. I don't like the creepy noises the ice maker makes and the creaking of the house and all of that. I just, I don't like it. But that night, that first night, anxiousness started rising up in my chest. You are in this building all by yourself. People on the other side of you, they're Thai. They don't speak English. What if something happens to you? What are you going to do? And I'm going to tell you what I did. Because I want you to do the same thing. If anxiousness tries to rise up on you. I put my hand on my chest and I said, in the name of Jesus. Touch me, God. Remove this spirit of anxiousness and this spirit of fear and help me to sleep, my God. Thank you, Lord. And I turned my sound machine as loud as it would go with the sound of rain. (laughs) And I went to sleep. And I slept there every night for eight nights by myself in Thailand. Won't he do it? 
Now, some of you may feel like, well, what's the big deal with that? But for me, I'm just telling you, God is so faithful. He is so faithful and will help you. Philippians 4, 6, beginning in 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, or another translation says petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report, if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. I had to choose to trust God. I had to choose to think on his faithfulness, to know that he is with me. He is for me. You know, you met the Lamadus on the video. We support them and have for, I don't know how many years. You already heard their greetings. Wayne and Tammy and Rebecca Brown send their love and greetings. We've supported them for many, many years. I'm so grateful for these missionaries. They lay down their lives. They leave their families, not for two weeks, but for a lifetime to go to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. We need to pray for them. We need to support them. We need to encourage them. And can I tell you, One of the missionaries said to me at a dinner table, they said, you know, your church is the only one of two churches out of all the churches that support us, that keep up with us, that send us cards and send us emails and let us know you really care about us. Can you give yourselves a hand for that? And I want to say thank you to Nathel who has such a passion to get these cards out and such a dedication. And she works so hard to make sure that our missionaries know we love them and we care about them. You saw in the video, my last day in Japan, they took me to see uh, Tokyo Tower The day I got there, we had time to go see Mount Fuji. What an amazing sight to be somewhere you've heard about, but you've never experienced it, and to get to experience it. Seeing the city of Japan, the largest city in the world, precious, gracious, amazing people that need to know Jesus Christ. I told the Lamadus, I feel like I left part of my heart in Japan. And they said, we will care for it until you come back. God is so faithful. Pray for Japan. Pray that God will use the international church there to reach a multitude of people. In that Sunday service in Japan at the altar time, God touched many people. But there was such a special move upon the young adults, people's hearts. 
God really touched the young adults and challenged them. And I want to challenge you young adults today. Be hungry for God. Go after God with everything. He loves you and he has such incredible plans for your life. Can I tell you, as I was preparing Oh, I forgot to tell you the Sunday that I preached in Thailand at Pastor Oi's church. Ajahn Oi is a Thai way to say pastor. At Ajahn Oi's church, God moved a young, a young man. He was delivered and filled with the Holy Spirit. God touched him in such a special way. And, and I'm so grateful for your prayers because God moved mightily on his life. I know God touched the other people, but that was just something that really was incredible that God did. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm grateful that he would trust me to take his word around the world to share the gospel. Can I tell you, when I was preparing to come home, I thought, Lord, I'm exhausted. I'd missed a lot of sleep. I don't want to get lost in the airports because I had to take a flight from Udon Thani to Bangkok, from Bangkok to Japan, from Japan to Dallas, and another flight from Dallas to Tampa. And I had to go through um, customs and immigration. Many of you know exactly what that's like. And I was like, dear God, I don't want to get lost. I don't want to miss a flight. I need you to help me. I need you to go before me and make the crooked path straight. When I got to Bangkok, oh, I didn't even tell you guys. I don't know if I told you this before I went, but the person who, the the company that I called to order my plane tickets for me, they graciously did and did it wrong. My name was wrong on all of my tickets. Some of my tickets, it said Mrs. Jan McIntyre. On some of my tickets, it said Janice McIntyre. But on my passport, it said Janice Elaine McIntyre. And those of you who have traveled out of the country know your passport and your ticket has to be intact or they don't let you on the plane. After of working hard, trying to get all of that changed. And through the Lumadoos, taking me to the airport on Sunday night, spending three hours at the airport, and they're telling us there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And after about two and a half hours, Dan says, let's pray. We're right up at the counter with the agents there. And we took hands and we prayed right then and there. And can I tell you, within about 20 minutes, they had changed one of my tickets so that I would be able to fly to Thailand. Look at God. Now I have to tell you, I had to step out in faith going to Thailand because we didn't know if I was going to be able to come back home because my American airline tickets, I was coming through Japan, which is actually Japan. Airline. We didn't know if I was going to be able to get on the plane there. And so we spent another three hours on Monday night when we should have just been enjoying spending time together. Three hours on talking and trying to get that figured out. Can I tell you, God is a miracle working God. Paula used to be 
an, a ticket agent for American Airlines. And she said, let me do some research online. She looked, and all she did, because I thought, oh, she had, she, she had special ways of getting this number. She just Googled American Airlines number. Can I tell you how God moves? She gave me the number, and it was a number straight through to priority Japanese or or American Airlines number. You have to pay big bucks to be part of that. And I called that number, and the lady said, because you are part of this premium plan, woo, God put me there. (laughs) They were able to change my tickets. It was another $600. But let me tell you how good God is. The Sunday before I left here, several of you, I don't know if y'all realize we never called for a special offering for my trip. I asked God to provide because I did not want to tax you guys. I know it's been a rough year for everybody financially. And I did not want to Because you guys would have sacrificially given. And I didn't want you to have to do that. I said, God, would you provide? And he did. But that Sunday, people were coming up to me and said, the Lord said to give you this. And they gave me that Pentecostal handshake. Slipped money in my hand. And I felt a little guilty. I was like, Lord, I have all my money. And God spoke to my heart and said, you're going to need more. $600 more to be exact. Because that's what it costs to get my ticket fixed so that I could come home. Thank you. Thank you for being the amazing family that you are and listening to God and giving so that not only could I go, but that I could come home. God is so good. So let me jump back to coming home. When I got to Bangkok, I'm looking everywhere for the Japanese airlines and I don't see them anywhere. I started asking people, and most people didn't speak hardly any English, and they're looking at me, and people in Thailand, they have this thing called save face. They'll tell you what you want to hear because they don't want to embarrass themselves or embarrass you. I could not find it. I couldn't find Japan Airlines anywhere. Finally, I saw three people that looked like they might be American, and I walked up to them, and I said, by any chance, do you speak English? And the one lady said, well, as a matter of fact, I do. And I said, I am looking for the Japanese airlines. Can I tell you how good my God is? This lady's name is Kenna. And Kenna was going to be traveling home to America by herself. And she had been praying, God, I don't like traveling by myself. You know, would you go before me? Would you take care of me? Kenna was on my plane to Japan. Not only was she on my plane to Japan, she was one row behind me, catty cornered. We could have reached out and touched each other. And then she was on my plane from Japan to Dallas, one row apart. Can somebody say God is good? And if you're sitting there going, wow, what a coincidence. And no, my friend, that was a godsidence. Only God could make that happen. One more story I have to tell you of a godsidence. When we're in Japan and we're standing in line in immigration, we meet this cute little 23-year-old girl named Ronnie. Y'all can, yeah, have you got Ronnie's picture up? You've already guessed it. Precious young lady. And we're talking and she said she was flying to Dallas 
because she lives in Arkansas. And we end up not seeing her anymore. And then I'm on the plane waiting while other people are loading. And I'm standing and I'm looking towards the back of the plane. And I see Ronnie. And she's walking closer and closer to me. And the closer she gets, the bigger her smile gets. She gets up to me and she says, I get to sit with you. And her seat was right beside me. Can I tell you, I asked her, I said, Ronnie, are you a Christian? She said, yes, ma'am, I am. I am from Thailand. I grew up in Thailand. What you need to understand that less than 0.3% of Thai people know Jesus Christ. We must seriously pray for the precious people of Thailand. But a family from America adopted her. And they brought her here to live with her and helping her go to college. Her and I had a prayer meeting on the plane in front of everybody. We didn't care. We prayed together. I prayed for her. I didn't expect her to pray for me, but she did. And not only did she pray for me, she prayed for our church family. Talk about the family of God, how beautiful it is when we trust him. I don't know what you are facing today. I don't know what you're walking through. But can I tell you, God is there for you. I am so grateful. I was wanting, if you can put this picture up of the bird, if y'all have that. I hope they can put the picture up of the bird. But I wanted this as an illustration for one of my messages. I ended up using it for a couple of my messages When I was overseas, I guess I can't put the picture up, but trust me, it's a beautiful, is it up? Oh, great. Beautiful picture of a bird. Well, I can use this for two different illustrations. One, this is what you see because this is what I show you. I look great on the outside, but on the inside before this trip, go to the next picture. This is what I was feeling on the inside. You see the scrambled mess, but you know what? Some of you feel like that today. You come to church with that beautiful look. Everything's great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. You lying like a rug. (laughs) We've all done it. But God is here to tell you today. He sees that scrambled mess that you feel like you're in and he wants to take it and he wants to turn your life around and make you like that picture of that beautiful bird so that you can soar on the wings of eagles as you learn to walk in faith and trust in him. Amen. In closing, I just want to give you a few points of how you can apply this to your life. Number one, trust in the Lord no matter what you are going through. Trust God. The fire Bible study, study Bible puts it this way. Trusting in the Lord with all of your heart is opposite of doubting and ignoring God and his word. In the most difficult times in your life, we can commit our plans to him and trust him to work things out for our best. Whether you're walking through a deep, dark valley or whether you're walking through a little thing, God cares. Number two, seek God's direction. Our own understanding is limited and imperfect. The Holy Spirit can lead us to do 
what is best for us. You see, he sees the big picture of your life. And he's working all things out for your good. You will walk through trouble. You will walk through dark times. But it's in those times that you grow the most. It's in those times that we learn to lean on Jesus. Number four, do not be anxious about anything. Choose to trust God. He really does care about you and he will help you in all that you do. Number five, in every situation, pray with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. The peace of God will come in like a flood. Even walking through the valley of the shadow of death with my parents and my niece and my sister-in-law, the peace of God was with me. Yes, I cried many tears. I still cry sometimes. But I have the peace of God. We can have that peace no matter what. If we will trust him, not hold on to angerness, anger, not hold on to bitterness, give it up to God and trust him. And last but not least, number six, carefully choose your thoughts. Purposely out loud, replace negative or fearful thoughts with whatever is true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. Whatever is praiseworthy, my friend, begin to think on these things. The enemy is real. He wants to distract you. He wants to bring you down. He wants to keep you down. Because when we don't trust God, we don't really walk in faith and we can't really be used of God. You see, God called me to go to Japan and Thailand. And I asked for the children to stay in here today because I wanted the children to hear this message. Because when I was a little girl, my heroes, and still today, are missionaries. I love to hear their stories. And at the age of seven, God spoke to my heart. Seven years old, children. God spoke to my heart and said, you will go to Africa. I had no idea I would go to Africa twice. I would go to uh, Honduras and Dominican Republic, Mexico, India, Thailand, Japan. I don't know if I've left any of the places out, but God is called. He's calling you today. Some of you, he's calling you to your next door neighbor. Some of you, he's calling you to those on the job where you work. He's calling you to your family. Some of you, he will call you to go overseas. It may be a short-term trip. It may be a lifetime commitment. But whatever he calls you to, Don't be afraid. Be like Peter. Step out of the boat and keep your focus on Jesus. And as you keep your focus on the Lord Jesus Christ, he will carry you. He will help you. He will meet your every need. You may not have everything you want, but he will provide for your needs. Lamentations 3.21 says, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new 
every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Would you stand to your feet? Great is his faithfulness. God is so good. He is so faithful. And I don't know what you may be walking through, my friend. But God does. He knows the hurts. He knows the pain. Some of you are walking in a spirit of rejection. You need to give that over to Jesus and be set free. He knows your every need. And he wants to touch you today. I'm going to ask Pastor Tim to come down and our elders, our prayer team. We want to pray with you today. Whatever your need may be. If you have not surrendered your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. The Bible says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus put his arms out on the cross. He stretched out his arms and he bled and died for you and for me. If he can do that, we can surrender. That's a God I can trust. I'm going to go down on the floor here in just a moment. Pastor Nate is just going to sing and play softly. And we want to pray for you. Can we make this a house of prayer? Whether you have a need or not, I want to challenge you to get out of your seat and just come and begin to worship God. But if you have a need and you need prayer, please come as we will pray with you the prayer of faith in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As we wrap up the service today, as I came up here, I just had this thought that came to me. Our service together. What a wonderful sense of God's presence here, touching our hearts, speaking to us. But in the midst of distracting things and frustrating things and stuff, because things didn't go exactly the way we anticipated, that's life. Life doesn't stop just because we enter a church. But you know what? All the things that can distract, they don't take God by surprise. So I just want to challenge and encourage you that as we leave this place and we go out into, there's some activities happening here after service and y'all going home and going to eat lunch, whatever we're going to do. Whatever your week holds in store, when those things come up that you didn't anticipate and sometimes you don't like, they're distracting. Just keep turning to the Lord and say, God, you've got this. You've known about this from ahead. I'm just going to trust you. And know that he'll bring good out of it because he promises to do so as we trust him. Father God, thank you for this time that we've had together today. And Lord, in the midst of it all, we thank you that you have always been here and that you've been in control and you have orchestrated things to speak to each of our hearts if we've had ears to listen. I pray that whatever may have been a distraction to us, because I've had several, Lord God, I've caused several, several of them, Lord God. That we put those things totally and completely aside and focus on you and your goodness and what you're doing in our lives, in our circumstances, in our church. And Father, I thank you that we have great things ahead of us, Lord God, as we trust in you. We're going to see some wonderful things happen because you're going to make a difference in our lives and the lives of the people around us. God, as we leave this place, I pray that you would use us this week in our homes, in our communities, in our workplace, at school, wherever we go. 
We pray your blessings on the activities that will be taking place here after the service. Lord, got a couple of those things going on also. God, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we say, amen. Amen. God bless you. Share the love of the Lord with one another as you leave this morning.